Hey Survivor fans, welcome back to The Jury Podcast. This week is the Merge episode. Uh, It was a great episode Uh, and also a huge uh, bonus for us is we have Aaron back this week. Uh, Aaron is our uh, wonderful returning uh, guest host. Uh, She's going to be doing a segment with Tanel this week uh, and it was great. So I'll let you guys listen to the episode, and I'll be back later with my take on what happened this week on Survivor Winners at War. Hey everyone, it's Tanel with the recap for this week. Uh, so we opened up the episode at Extinction, where the players on Extinction had the chance to buy advantages for the competition that they were going to compete in to get back in the game. So it was really brief at that very beginning, and then we went straight to uh, the players that were still in the game, came together, and the merge was announced. Um, But there were 11 players that ended up in the merge tribe, so then Jeff brought in the Edge of Extinction players to come and compete for the 12th spot in the merged tribe. Uh, so the tribe, well, the challenge for those players was they had to cross a rope bridge and untie a bag of sticks and put them together to make a pole to retrieve a key. And then they had to get a ball and use that to maneuver up this snake. Not really a puzzle, but, uh, you saw it. You know what I'm talking about when I see, say snake. So, um... It was really close. Several of the survivors had bought advantages and were able to use those in the challenge. It basically made them skip one portion of the challenge instead of having to dig for a bag um, that had string. They were able to just grab the bag and go. So a couple of people who... Um, well, actually, the only people I believe who didn't have that advantage were Parvati and Yule and Amber. Everyone else had the advantage of skipping that part. It got really close. Uh, Natalie was in it at one point, um, but it got down between Rob and Tyson, and Tyson ended up getting it, getting the win, and he ended up joining the tribe. So the tribe went back to their beach, to their um, camp, and they were able to look at the new advantages menu. Um, it looked like the prices had gone up. You needed at least like three fire tokens to get any kind of advantage. Um, and then they all had a feast, which was really interesting. Denise was dubbed the name of the queen slayer because she shared her story with how she, um, brought down Sandra, which was really interesting. Kind of put a target on her back. Um, we started seeing some relationships forming. Wendell and Jeremy kind of wanting to work together. Some names being thrown out. Nick was thrown out. Sophie was thrown out. Just a whole bunch of things. A whole bunch of people. A lot going on. So then we went to the challenge. There had been some rain. Um, and everyone was freezing. Sophie literally looked like she was going to fall apart and cry. Um, from just being so cold. Um, kind of an awkward time to have rain though the challenge was to hang on to a pole as long as possible um which was like very slippery and kind of scary as adam said several times it was scary um but basically there were two immunities that week and each winner would get a fire token as well uh there would be an immunity for the first man and or the last man and the last woman so The people that ended up winning were Denise, and Jeremy and Nick were in a showdown at the end, but it ended up going to Jeremy. So the tribe went back to camp, and names thrown out were Wendell, Nick, and Adam, who was scared and crying a lot. (laughs) Um, But they went to tribal council. A lot of conversations going on. Wasn't exactly sure where it was going to go, but... Wendell was voted out. I'll talk about this more later, but personally, not mad about it. Uh, He left and bequeathed his fire tokens to Nick and to Michelle. And that was the episode. Pretty good one. Hope you guys are having a good day. 
Survivor fans, it's Tanel. Uh, we have a really exciting episode this week because we have our guest star, Erin, back. Hey, guys. Erin, <laughs> I will explain this. Erin um, is one of my quarantine buddies during this whole situation. I live alone, and I haven't really been seeing anyone with the exception of Erin and her fiancé, Eric. And we're kind of like a quarantine family, and we have family fun nights. Yes, this is being recorded during a family fun night, which is Friday night, because we're really cool. Yes, because there's not much more you can do these days. But we're making the best of it, and I just thought this would be a perfect opportunity to have a more conversational piece, since Ben and Mitch and I can't meet in person. Um, We're all being responsible as we're trying to live our day-to-day lives so, Aaron's back, and I'm pumped about it. Yeah, glad to be here. Good, good. Okay, so we're going to do some tree mail. Woo! Because we have some tree mail. <laughs> um, the first one comes from the fiancé, Eric. <laughs> Eric um, Mouse. Mouse. <laughs> um, he texted me when we were watching, actually, and said that Sandra is the Tom Brady of Survivor. And, like, I'm not really a sports person, so this is for all you sports people out there. Um... Can you explain this, Erin? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so to be clear, Janelle's response was, I don't know who that is, or I don't get it, one of the two, um, <laughs> which I thought was funny. But his thinking was basically that Sandra is the greatest of all time, i.e. goat, but not in the way we use goat on this podcast, mm. um, but just one of the best players, but maybe doesn't have like the fan love, like kind of love her or hate her. Um, kind of how she played or just how she's won. She's got the stats, but maybe not as much uh, love as, as some of the other fan favorites, like Daddy Rob, for instance. Daddy Rob, man. So is that how people feel about Tom Brady in the sports world? Yes, in the sports world, it's like you love him or hate him. There's very few people that are in between. Wow. Okay. Well, if anyone else agrees with this or disagrees or think of other sports things that correlate to Survivor, please hit us up. We can be more diverse. <laughs> Aaron will have to guest star and explain all the references, but that's okay with me. So cool. And then we have some more tree mail that made me literally laugh out loud, like mid episode, because Mitch's mom sent this in and just said, "Could Adam be more whiny?" (laughs) Spoiler alert: No, he (laughs) He literally, literally could not whine more. Honestly, it was just so funny because I saw this like meme, and I was thinking it too, like. There's like a typhoon, no, there's not a typhoon, it's just raining, and everyone on the beach is like crying and super upset, and Adam's sitting there, and he's like, I lived through a typhoon on my season, like, this is Survivor, guys, deal with it, pansies, and then he gets on top of that pole in the se- in like the challenge, and he's like, I'm scared, I'm so scared, <laughs> like, he said yes. it more than once. Yeah, that was very odd to me, that he did not at least try to conceal his fear, like, I'm sure it was scary, I probably would have felt the same way, but... Man, that was a little embarrassing, I think, for him. I think it was, too. But to be fair, like, I would have been terrified because I would have been nervous. Every time I've seen that challenge um, where they're hanging onto a pole, like, really far up, I've always thought, like, what if you just slipped and fell all the way down? Like, that would be bad. But it was raining. Like, and they were all freezing and shaking. And I imagine it would be ten times harder that way. And who was it that fell really far? Was it Michelle? Yeah, Michelle fell right away. And yeah, I had this thought of like, oh, if you're going to fall, you should fall slowly because yeah. it looked very painful. Yes, I know. <laughs> but like also like, how do you control that? It was yeah. just stressful. Rough, rough challenge. So yeah. Um, thank you for our tree mail contributors. Um, in the quarantine times, I have not been as active on the social media just because there's so much going on. So I'll try to post more interactive things so you all can participate a little bit more. But I love you guys sending me texts and info about all of what you're thinking, and it's super fun. So, and that is it for tree mail this. Okay, so Erin, let's dig more into the episode this week and what was going on. First, let's talk about like I don't know, probably the biggest thing I feel like was the challenge for yes. Edge of Extinction contestants to come back. 
Um, I was watching it with, I was doing a Zoom chat with, <laughs> shout out to Erica and Allie. New sponsor. Uh, Zoom. Yeah, it's Zoom, right, seriously. Actually, we might have been FaceTime. I don't know. They're all the same at this point. I, I'm doing them all. <laughs> but we were watching together um, from our own homes while also FaceTiming. And um, like, I believe Erica was very excited to have Tyson back in. I can't remember how Allie felt, but I was kind of like, ah, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't sure how I felt about Tyson back in. Like, how did you feel? Were you happy about it? Yeah, honestly, I felt the same, and I wish I had a different feeling so we could be more contrasted. But, yeah, (laughs) I don't know why I don't like him, but I don't really like him. And he has Mm -hmm. moments where you're kind of like you're a real human. He's talking about his kids and whatever. But, yeah, he's just – he's never been a favorite to me. And Mm -hmm. it's – yeah, I don't know – I don't really get the appeal, and yeah, to be honest, I kind of just wanted Rob to come back, and it was so close. I know. Um, Yeah. I felt the same way. I was sitting there, like, rooting for Rob. I, like, had to, I don't know, I kind of freaked out. My friend Anna actually did text me, and she was like, I had to leave the room, because <laughs> she was so nervous. <laughs> Shout out to Anna, too. Dramatic See, every, times. Everyone's shooting me texts. I love it. Um, But... I was stressed too. I was sitting there with like my hands on my head and I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Um, I did kind of want Rob to get back in, but I will say like one pro maybe about Tyson getting back in is like, it might be a little bit more interesting. Cause I feel like if Rob had gotten back in, he would have been like the obvious, like, yes. okay, we need to get him out immediately then. Yeah. And I thought Tyson would be that too. I was pretty surprised that nobody really threw his name out. Like, yeah. I feel like, I don't know. There's something about Tyson's personality and maybe that's why we don't like him that much. Cause he doesn't like stick out as much. Yeah. He can blend right back in. Yeah. And I think that might be a strength for him. I'm wondering how long people will forget that he's a threat, though. Right, because he is a challenge threat. Like, he's won many in his right. past season. So, yeah, I was just surprised. I figured whoever won from Edge of Extinction, whoever it was, would be an instant target. Right. And he was not. Well, and possibly it could be because he was not as connected as everyone else in the game still. Like, he had been no. voted out. He hadn't, like, continued and built up the alliances and relationships with Mm -hmm. um all of those people well they had been continuing to do that so um I don't know I don't know is there so was there anyone else so you would have rather had Rob for sure yeah was there anyone else that you were hoping for I know you're a Natalie fan as well I really wanted her to win mostly just because like I feel like she really deserves it she crushed all those challenges got so many fire tokens but yeah, she wasn't really in the running, but I mean, there's a lot of other people I think that people enjoy too, like Yule seemed like he had a fighting mm-hmm. chance, and yeah. I would have liked to have seen him come back too. Right. Same. I Yeah, no, I love Natalie. Natalie would have been super great. I was actually a little disappointed that like Parvati didn't have any fire tokens to buy an advantage, so like she didn't end up being in the running much. Mm-hmm. And I really like Parvati. I think she's really interesting to watch at the very least. Um... And so I think that would have been fun. I don't know, like, if there had been someone who would have blended in well. Yeah. The way that Tyson has done so far. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, maybe Natalie. I feel like Natalie maybe could have blended in. Yeah, I was surprised (laughs) that she went out as early as she did. So I guess maybe it would have been the same thing. She would have gotten kicked right back out. Right. I have no idea. Well, Well, maybe we'll find out. If you had to pick one person right now, like, just only one, to come in again, like, if they did a challenge next week. I think I would still have to say Rob, just because it's, like, yes, he would be an underdog. Like, people would want him out initially. Like, could he do anything? Like, is there any way he could somehow convince people to not vote him out? Like, I would love to see him try to scramble, because I think he would know he was in rough shape. That's true. That's a really good point, and it would be interesting to watch. Okay. I could get along with that. Okay, okay. Okay, so let's talk about um, the merge happened. They had the merge feast, which always looks, like, amazing. Um, yes. Although it also looked just, like, meat and fruit. And yeah. I'm like, I would be like, give me the pizza. Where's the pizza? <laughs> Eric pointed out, he was like, they left so much food. So, I don't know. Maybe there was just too much. Or Are they, they not allowed to, like, take it with them? I'd be, like, shoving that, like, in yeah. my clothes and hoping no one noticed. It is funny just watching old seasons of Survivor. As compared to now, they talk about the food so much less. <laughs> Like, anything they win or just, yeah, general conditions, it is funny. Like, well, they, they like, got to be thinking it. <laughs> I think now it's so much more about, like, strategy. And yeah. people are willing to be, like, 
I will not eat the peanut butter yeah. so that I can like win this game. It's yeah. a little crazy, but definitely. But one thing that we saw was that um, someone asked them about taking out Sandra and what happened. And Denise went on her, like, speech about what she did. And, I don't know, people started calling her the Queen Slayer, which was a dr- very dramatic, great Game of Thrones reference. <laughs> yes. Um, and, I don't know, like, do you think she should have said what she said? Yeah, I think she was kind of in a tough position because, if I remember it correct, I think she was straight up asked how Sandra went out. Mm-hmm. And because there was people that were still there that were on her tribe, like, they knew the backstory. So mm-hmm. normally I think, you know, it'd be good if she could kind of downplay it. But I think everyone, they're kind of, there's at least a couple people that would know if she was lying. So right. I think she was in a tough spot, but I don't think that it helped her at all. I right. think she's got a big target on her back now. Well, yeah, and that's the reason I bring it up. It's because, like, she could have kind of gone in under the radar are and then that kind of came up and obviously like everyone was like thinking it and like well there's a target Mm -hmm. um which is like really interesting so I don't know yeah if that's gonna like be something that comes by back to bite her or like comes back to bite her quickly or if maybe it'll be something that just like goes away yeah I don't know I think it's if she does get to the end I think people will look at that as a resume builder but she's gotta make it there first so right it's true so um, I just thought it was interesting, even though, like, after that happened, like, was her name really even brought up at camp? Like, I don't think it, what, was yeah, it? Yeah, I think remember? a little bit, but then, obviously, she won immunity, and so then. Oh, yeah, duh. Sorry, okay. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be rude. No. I thought you meant earlier in the episode, but, No, yeah. no, that's a great reminder. This is why we have you here, because sometimes I forgot they, who won immunity. Sometimes I feel like they do even say, though, like. If she didn't have immunity, we would all be voting for Denise. And they didn't say that. So oh, maybe, I yeah, don't know, people yeah. weren't thinking it. Okay, but. so Denise and Jeremy won immunity. That's who it was. Because yes. it was like one per... You know, I did the recap, but that was like immediately <laughs> after the show. And now we're at fa- like family fun night on a Friday. It's been two days. <laughs> it's all gone. No. Um, I will say I did call Denise's win in that too, though. Because she is a strong lady. She's ripped. Don't, don't count her out. I don't understand. She must like drink only protein and... <laughs> Like, yes. I don't know. Sheep's blood. I don't know. Like, she's so strong. <laughs> Goes with the Queen Slayer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mantra. <laughs> but, okay, so um, basically, you know, no one was going to vote her out or Jeremy. So um, it came down to post, post um, immunity challenge. Um, also, they won a fire token. That's kind of cool. Um, Adam and Nick and Wendell were all the names thrown out. And I was getting, like, real nervous because I love Nick. And I don't know about Adam, but I I don't really love Adam, but I think he's entertaining to watch in yeah. some ways. And then Wendell, I'm just like, get him out, boy be gone. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think we were all on the same page with Wendell. And I do think strategically, not just because he's kind of a douchebag, if I can say that. Mm-hmm, um, also... He- I think it kind of made sense because he had a weird way of building alliances. Like, he mm-hmm. has his ex-girlfriend on board for some reason. Yeah. He instantly was kind of chatting it up with Jeremy. Like, it, yeah, I think he would have had a chance to go far if they didn't put him out. So. For sure. He's, like, kind of slimy. So out of those three, Adam, Nick, and Wendell, like, is that who you feel was the biggest threat? Yeah. Like, and would be the biggest threat to your game? I I think so. I mean, I don't know much about Nick, to be honest. Like, I didn't watch his season. It seems like he hasn't been doing much. But I feel like Adam, at this point, is almost a GOAT. Like, I don't yeah. see anyone voting for him. and don't think mm-hmm. he's a challenge threat. So I don't know why you wouldn't keep Adam around. Just know not to work with him. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, he hasn't really... Has he done anything? No. Let's be real. <laughs> he just is scared a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Adam. Yeah, I feel bad for Adam. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, he. I'm sure he won't. <laughs> but is there someone else that you feel like... Like, say you were playing, and you'd be like, oh, dang, like, I want that person out. They're a huge threat, and it's obvious, and they weren't even mentioned. Hmm. That's tough, because I actually do think the two people that got immunity were big threats, or are right. still are big threats. Of, mm-hmm. I think Jeremy obviously is a physical threat, but also plays the game very well. Mm-hmm. And we've seen kind of this new side to Denise, which is super different than how she was on her season, and she still won that season, so she's right. very multifaceted. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but beyond that, I don't know. I mean, I think Tyson's still 
I, I don't know that people are looking his way enough, but I think he, he could go on a run of challenge wins. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, my gosh. What do you think? Well, um, that's a good question. I think, I think it's so hard, like, especially if it's like, oh, well, if I was in the game, like, who would I be aligned with? I don't know. Yeah. Like, probably Kim. I feel, I think I've said it before. I'd be aligned with Kim. So it'd be like, mm-hmm. anyone but me and Kim. <laughs> like, yeah. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think Jeremy's a definite threat. I think Sophie, like, doesn't seem like a threat, but, like, she's really smart. Mm-hmm. Sarah, I feel like, is, like, underrated right now a little bit, and Tony. Yeah. Like, no one's really talking about them. So, we'll see. Give it a little time. I yeah. feel like it'll come out, but... I think part of the reason I picked those people, too, is I just realized those are all people whose seasons I've watched before. And so I think oh. when you've seen people kind of pull moves and win, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I know what they're capable of, whereas other ones... I've only seen Tony be kind of crazy. I don't really understand how he won the first time, but... He was crazy the first time, too, so I don't know. But I actually would really... I haven't watched Game Changers, which is the season that I believe Sarah won. Mm. Um, uh, she played with Tony the first time. They were the Cops Are Us. Um, oh, yes. And about that. I really... I didn't, like, love her as much in that season, but I would like to see her in Game Changers because clearly she's, like, capable of a lot. Yeah. So. I'm very curious about Sophie. Did you watch her season? I don't understand just seeing her personality yeah. and kind of how she plays the game, how she won. No, I don't really understand it either. I actually didn't watch her season. Maybe we should just start binging her season tonight. <laughs> we could. Part of Family the night is <laughs> But, um... Yeah, she's really interesting to me. I don't really understand it. So I guess we'll see yeah. what happens. But Feel free to write into tree mail, people, if you watch Sophie's season yeah. and what feel passionately your, about her. Yeah, what were your thoughts? And, like, did you feel like she deserved her win? And, I mean, if you win, you win. But, like, is she a threat? Tell us. What do you think? So, um, okay. And then, so Wendell's gone. Bye. That's exciting. And... Do you think he has a good chance of getting back in? I don't think so. I mm-hmm. guess I have, again, didn't watch his season, so I don't know challenge-wise historically how well he's done, but it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like this season he's done especially well. Right. And I don't see, like, the drive in him that I feel like I see in other people that are still on edge of extinction. Yeah, he seems just kind of like, wah, wah. like, I'm here, I'll do right. whatever. Like, I just his attitude doesn't seem as hungry as everyone right. else is. So I'm really, like... I don't really feel like he has a shot at coming back in. I guess I would just be surprised compared to, like, some of the other people that are really, like, working for it mm-hmm. on Extinction. Yeah. And I will go as far as saying I think I'll be disappointed if he gets back oh, in. for sure. Especially for sure. over, like, my girl Natalie or Daddy Rob. Right. Mostly because I have no desire to keep watching him, so... I know. <laughs> seriously, it's ridiculous. So I'm honestly surprised he stayed as long as he did. Agreed. And I'm starting to question Michelle as a human for, like, <laughs> at all yeah, of her interactions I want there to him. be some good backstory after this is all over about, like, even if they're not dating, that they, I don't know, had some secret better relationship than what's on screen, because it's yeah. bad. Like, it's not. Girl. It's not pretty, honestly. <laughs> it's, like, weird, because they, like, fight, and then she'd be like, babes, um, hey, babes. And I'm like, yeah. do you call everyone babes, or just people that you used to date? It's very weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't say that to anyone. No, so I, yeah, I rarely say that to my fiance. So. Yeah, so I just don't get it, but mm, yeah. maybe someone else does. <laughs> but cool. Well, okay, let's just take some guesses and predictions of like who we think will go home next week. This is sad, but I really think it's going to be Denise, mm-hmm. unless she scrapes out immunity, which I don't know if she can do back to back. But I really like her. Uh, I do like her, too. I'm, she's really grown on me because I never... I actually didn't see her season yet. Um, and that makes me sad, but I think that's very possible. Um, I am picking Jeremy. I really like Jeremy. I hope he doesn't go, but... I don't know. I hope he can, like, be under the radar. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he will be. I like that he at least realized he needed to be under the radar. I don't know that he was very successful. Right. <laughs> but at least he's trying. Right, so hopefully... right. Because he's kind of called out a little bit on, like, Jeremy's trying to do this. And... Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But those are my predictions in hopes that I'll at least get fantasy points if he's <laughs> voted out. Yes. So, well, dang. So that's, like, our recap for the week. Um... I'm excited to hear what Ben and Mitch have to say. Yeah, can't wait to listen. And we'll check out Survivor next week, and we'll see you all later. Bye.
Hey Survivor fans, this is Ben um, with my portion of this week's episode of The Jury. And man, what an episode we just got to watch. Um, it started out right off the top with all the members from Edge of Extinction showing up on the island and battling to get back into the game. And spoiler alert, but Tyson won out. Barely. Just barely against... Uh, the Rob father, Daddy Boston Rob, um, in that challenge, and I guess the peanut butter paid off. I can't believe I'm saying it, but the peanut butter that Tyson decided to purchase with his fire tokens paid off. Um, but beyond that, we also finally got to see what all those fire tokens that they were collecting on Edge of Extinction um, really were for. Um, as we saw, everybody but Amber and Parvati and Yule... Um, Everyone but them were given an advantage of not having to dig up the final uh, piece to creating that uh, long pole that um, they could collect the key from in order to get through the door in that challenge. Just crazy how those fire tokens um, actually ended up paying off. I was a little underwhelmed that that was you know, the advantage they got with it, but since so many of them had the advantage, I, I guess it couldn't have been more than that. Um, I'm a little bummed. It, it was kind of unfortunate. I, I read this in an article, but the fact that Yule was the last to be voted off, and so he had no opportunity to even win that advantage. He had to give his tokens away before he got under the edge of extinction, and then right after that was on his way back to kind of try to compete compete to get back in the game. Um, so that was kind of a bummer for him. I, I, I hope that on the next and only opportunity for the uh, people on the edge to get back in the game, he'll have a better shot that time. So Tyson joined our other castaways, and they got to have that feast, which looked extremely yummy, and then they all started talking strategy pretty much right out of the gate. Um, and that was interesting to watch. I thought, initially as we watched the episode, that once uh, um, Jeremy and Denise won immunity, I, I thought for sure I was going to be right. I thought for sure that my guess of Adam would be right, and it almost was as we got to Tribal Council and Adam's name was being thrown around, but I felt just like Nick and Michelle, where I was completely blindsided. I was, personally, by Wendell being voted off. Wendell going to the edge of extinction, and the game's not over, as Wendell said. It's just beginning, but it's going to be interesting to see if he even has a chance to get back in this game at this point um, with everything that's been happening. It's also going to be interesting to see if uh, the weather continues to play havoc in this game. It, it looked like the survivors were getting really cold in Fiji of all places, but I was getting a little nervous for Sophie and other people that the weather was just going to be a little too much for them. But yeah, I, I guess it was a really um, exciting and fun episode to watch, but just not a lot on my end of things to recap, really. I, I thought it was a good episode. I'm really, now that we have a jury with everyone that's on the edge of extinction. Um, it's adding that element. We've merged. <laughs> Forgot to mention that. We merged. Also, I love the buffs. I thought I the last last season's buffs were amazing, but these are even cooler with the black and the gold. Um, would love to have that buff. That would be really, really cool. So maybe at some point I can get that. But um thought that was really cool. But a good episode overall. Lots of twists and turns, and, and eventually um, Wendell was was sent to the edge. Um, so going into next week, again, I <laughs> I think I just need to kind of give up on Survivor Fantasy this time around again. I, I think I'm just going to be stuck in third. Maybe Mitch will prove me wrong when he uh, updates those points later on in this episode, but, oh, man, I got to make my picks better. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, Tammy. I know you're so disappointed in me. But I guess my pick for next week going home yeah, you know I'm I'm going to pick Adam, right? Just kidding. I'm not going to pick Adam for the first time I think ever. I'm not picking Adam to go home. I think he's going to be here to stay for a little while as much as that frustrates me. I'm going to go with Nick. I think it's going to be Nick. Um it seems as though the rest of the tribe currently as it is doesn't love Nick particularly and I I think he he might have played his last week. Um um, in the normal game. 
So that's my pick. Nick's going home next week, and we will see how it all plays out. Um, again, I hope all of you are doing well, enjoying this season of Winners at War just as much as Mitch Tunnell and I and Tammy um, are enjoying it. Um, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I'll see you all next week on the next episode of The Jury. And with that, I say goodbye in my typical weird way. Goodbye. Okay, so it's my turn to give my thoughts. Um, I think that we learned uh, at least two big things from the Merge episode. Uh, the first thing is that we learned that Adam is just as annoying post-merge as he is pre-merge. Um, wow, yeah, I just, I can't stand him. It's so bad. <laughs> um, and thank you, Mom, for sending that free mail about Adam. It's so true. It was so funny that he's out there. He's like, I was on an island through a typhoon or a monsoon, which isn't true. They took them off the island at that point. Like they, they pulled them off the island before things got bad. Uh, so that's like, I honestly think the survivors during the survivor Australia season probably had it worse than Adam did during his first season. Uh, their entire camp got flooded and like washed away. And then they went into the river to like get their bucket of rice in the Australian season, and in Adam's season, he got pulled off the island. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it was bad and uncomfortable for the time that they were there, but, like, you didn't play Survivor through a monsoon. They pulled you off the island. Uh, and then, like, what, <laughs> like, what Snell and uh, Aaron talked about, as he's sitting up there on that pole, he keeps talking about how scared he was. It's just, like, a complete 180 from where he was before. <laughs> um... God, yeah, I just, I can't stand him. Maybe my least favorite Survivor player ever is Adam. Uh, so that was awful. Mm. And then his conversation with Ben, uh, where Ben wouldn't tell him anything. And then he freaked out about that, because Ben wouldn't talk to him. Uh, I just, uh can't, oh man, I can't do it. Uh, can't do it anymore. He needs to go. Um... And I don't think anybody, not even Denise, who is one of his closest allies, wants to work with him anymore. Um, then I think the the uh, second thing we learn is that tribal lines aren't really going to be a thing this season. Which I'm okay with. I'm usually not a huge fan of tribal lines. Uh, I like it when the survivors try to mix things up a little bit. And I think we saw a lot of that. Uh, in this episode, I know in the last episode I talked about what are some possible alliances that we could see happening based on, like, the, uh, tribe swap teams. We didn't really see that at all. Um, Tyson winning his way back in, which, oh, what a bummer. Really wanted Rob. That was so close. Also, like Ben said, apparently the peanut butter worked out. Uh, also, we, I need to double check on what the prices were for those, uh, advantages. Because if the advantage was only, like, one token, which I think was all Tyson had, then I feel like more players could have bought advantages. Like if it was only one token, then Ethan could have bought an advantage. Um, and so could Danny, because they both did the fire cha the firewood challenge. So that was interesting. Um, I'd have to look again at how much those were exactly. Um... But now with Tyson coming back in, you have the the big guys alliance, what I'm calling it, which is you got Jeremy, you've got Tyson, you've got uh, Ben. Um, trying to think who else? No, yeah, that would be it. So you got all these bigger guys uh, who are kind of pretty well known, pretty physical guys. Uh, you have them, uh, Tony. I don't know if I said Tony. I think I said Tony. Um, but you have them forming an alliance. Uh, you had uh, Nick and Wendell's thing, and uh, Michelle was apparently with them. So they, they stayed together. Um, but it didn't really seem like anybody else was really trying to stick to any of their old tribal lines. It kind of seems like the game is really up in the air, and people are pretty open to uh, making moves. Uh, forming new alliances, uh, stuff like that. 
Um, so yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we need to expect to see, um, like an original Dakal tribe alliance, even though they do have the numbers, um, people, I don't think we're going to see that. Uh, so we don't have to worry about anything like that. The merge tribe things, I don't think are going to be a really huge part of it. It will be interesting now to see what Michelle and Nick do, uh, Nick, I think, is in the worst place. Michelle was really tight with Jeremy, so I think she should try to reconnect with him, even though he has his big, big guy alliance going on. Um, but yeah, so an interesting shakeup. We don't always see a merged tribe like that where it's very, very open as to what's going to happen and the possibilities there. So that was interesting. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out, which honestly makes this next week of trying to pick somebody to go home really, really difficult because I honestly, at this point, I have no idea. Um, yeah, uh, I know uh, Aaron and Tanel kind of talked about this, how it was surprising that Tyson wasn't really a name that was mentioned at all. Um yeah, I agree. I mean, if Boston Rob would have been in there, Boston Rob would have gone home, which is one of the reasons why I didn't want Boston Rob to use any of his fire tokens on this challenge. Um, I think if Boston Rob goes in now, I think it's almost impossible for him to make it to the end because I don't think anybody would want to work with him. Um, it would have to be, I think, something where Boston Rob comes in at the last one and then tries to just win out. Um, he does have that immunity idol still. So if he wins in on the next one, he has an immunity idol. Um, and he could probably have time to buy more immunity idols. So if he comes back in at 6... Yeah, if he were to come back in at 6, he could either win out or just play two straight immunity idols, make it the top 4. You know, it's that easy for him. Um, so I'm glad he actually didn't make it in, because I think if he would have made it in, he'd be going right back. Um, unless he used the idol. Um, so I'm okay with that. Tyson being in, um, I'm surprised he wasn't targeted, but yeah, I guess he just did a good job of working his way into what I think Boston Rob would have had to do if he made it in, which is get with Tony because Tony and Jeremy are all about having the big threats around to, um, kind of save them, to shield them. Uh, so yeah, Tyson makes through one, um, tribal council unscathed. So good for Tyson on that. Um, yeah, Wendell, you know, I mean, we all hated Wendell (laughs) after the last several episodes. So, um, there's not really much, I don't think, to say about what he could have done differently other than maybe not be, (laughs) uh, not be so buddy-buddy with Jeremy. Um, the two of them together definitely do make an intimidating pair just because they're both so strong and uh, just good at the game. Um, but I don't know who else he would have probably partnered with. Uh, I think it was probably the most obvious one for him to go with Jeremy. Um, and all I can say is I'm happy it was Wendell and it wasn't Nick. I, I like Nick. I feel like Nick hasn't really been playing that much this season, um, which is a bumming me out because I really like Nick in his season. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that things pick up with Nick here. I hope now that he's kind of on the bottom, it forces him to play because uh, I was kind of getting just kind of bored of him. There was like I've had no real desire to watch him at all this season because he hasn't been doing anything. Um, so, yeah, that that was a bummer, but I'm hoping he turns on his game because I do think he's a good player. Uh, I just think now he actually has to play, um, which he doesn't have that much time left. Um, the finals is coming fast, so if he wants to stick around or if he wants to have a good resume, he's going to have to start doing something um, big soon, uh, which I could probably say for a lot of players on this uh, tribe right now. Honestly... Yeah, honestly, like, aside from maybe Wendell going back in the game, I would rather watch anybody who is on Edge of Extinction play over almost anybody who's actually still in the game. 
Um, I like Sarah and Sophie. And I like Jeremy a lot. Those three, I am okay with being in the game. I like them and I can root for them. Just about everybody else, I like. But I'm not rooting for them to make it far in the game at all. I think I would take almost all of the old schoolers from Edge of Extinction and put them in instead. Um, yeah, so, I mean, also, like, not everybody on Edge of Extinction is technically old school either. Uh, Natalie was not old school. Um, Natalie was a new school player, which I want to talk about that too coming up here in just a moment about where that actual divide comes from. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that if I was a betting person, uh, I would be putting all my eggs in the baskets for, I don't know, that was not the right way to say that. I'm putting my chips all in. Let's go with that. That's a better, <laughs> that's a better phrase uh, on either Sarah, Sophie, or Jeremy at this point. I do like Ben. I think Ben is in a good spot. I just don't think if it got to the end, I don't think anybody would vote for him over anybody else. Um, except Adam. People probably vote for him over Adam. Um, Ben's another guy who I like but needs to start playing more. Um but yeah, uh, let's let's talk real quick about this divide. Old school, new school. One, it's funny to me how I think all the old school winners are more fan favorites than any of the new school winners. Um, like, when I think of new school fan favorites, I think of Joe. I think of Kelly Wentworth. Uh, David Wright. Um... I think of, I think of those three are probably the biggest ones. Like Aubrey is huge. Um, Christian was a huge favorite. None of them won. Um, and I think even from uh, Ghost Island, I think Dominic was more of a fan favorite than Wendell was. Um, yeah, because I I just think back on it and I think back on the seasons, um, and there were way there were tons of people on um, on Millennials versus Gen X who I liked more than Adam. Um, there were actually some really, really likable people. There were some really dumb people on that season, but there were some really likable people, um, on that season who I liked more. Um, but yeah, it's, it's starting to seem like there are less fan favorite winners than there are just people who have played in the new seasons. Um, so I, I, I find that interesting. I, I know Ben was one of my favorite winners out of the new school stuff. Um, uh, Sarah, I do think, is a really, really great player. I think Sarah is probably a, one of the biggest fan favorite winners. Um, then, of course, you do have Tony. I think people like Tony just because he's entertaining to watch. Um, I don't know if you call him a fan favorite, but he's definitely entertaining. Um, so, yeah, just some interesting... Interesting dynamics there, like Parvati, Ethan, uh, Boston, Rob, Sandra, all of them, uh, even Tyson, like, I'm also kind of with um, Tanel and Aaron. I'm, like, the biggest Tyson fan in the world, but it seems like, I mean, you have Ewell, too, um, it seems like the old school winners, there's just something about them that people like more than the new school winners. And I think there are either two reasons for this. I think it's either one because we're all very, very sentimental. <laughs> and these are the people that we grew up watching when we were kids. And we love them and we just think they're amazing because of that. Um, or I think it is because there is this tradition now of, or in Survivor, where the most likable people are not going to be the people who win. Um because they're seen as threats from the very beginning. And Survivor has moved into a place where threats get voted out right away. Because everybody's interested in building that resume and making sure that they're not sitting next to really likable people in the end. Um, which I think is why, like, in early seasons, you saw likable p people winning a lot more. Even when the likable people probably didn't deserve it as much. Um, but, yeah, I think... There have been many times um, in the new school era, I think, where people win uh, because they voted out all the really big threats super early on and people tend to be a little disappointed. Um, 
Maybe that's why. I like Ben because Ben had a huge underdog story, I think, in his season. Most of the people didn't like him in the end. They didn't want to sit next to him. They wanted him gone. Uh, and he kind of won his way into the end and won, which I think is fantastic. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just uh, interesting uh, to me how this, like, dynamic has happened where I think most people's favorites are the ones on Edge of Extinction, the old school, and most of the new school people are people that people either don't really remember anything about, um, or they're just not as excited about. I think, honestly, probably my favorite new school winner is Jeremy. I really like Jeremy. His second chance season was awesome. Uh, that was such a good season just to begin with. So many great players in it. Uh, but he's just so good at this game. He's a physical threat. He's a strategic threat. Great with building relationships. All around, probably one of the best players, I think, is Jeremy um, in all three aspects of the game. Uh, but yeah, and this is also something I want to talk about real quick, is just where is the cutoff between old school and new school? And I looked, like, I tried to, I tried to like, look at online. I don't think there's any actual, like, set break. But this is what I would say. Just from my own time watching and remembering the way things worked. And I think you could break Survivor down to, like, lots of different segments. Like, I know you probably, like, uh, you look at season one through um, the All-Star season as, like, the classic, classic Survivor. Uh, And then you've got, like... um, another chunk of seasons and you know because they changed the way they filmed survivor they changed a lot of things about it and different elements of the game so you could probably say there's more i guess segments that you could break it down to um based on just the way the game was played and the different ways they filmed it and stuff like that um but then you've got like you've got i think the modern era which would probably be second chance through where it is now. You have, you can break it down into smaller segments. But I think where old school and new school really divides is Russell Hance. Uh, you guys know I love Russell. Uh, he's one of my favorite players. But I will say, nobody really played the game like Russell Hance. Like, nobody was that manipulative. Uh, I mean, people have been manipulative in other ways. But nobody was just that good at lying and maneuvering strategically. Like, Russell was making alliances with everyone. He was making alliances with everyone. He was super cutthroat. Um, still, I think, we're probably one of the best strategic players in the game ever. Um, I would have loved to see him in this season if he would have ever won, which is unfortunate that he didn't. Um, so I think I think his seasons, which was really... Survivor Samoa, um, and then Survivor um, All-Stars, or not Survivor All-Stars, Survivor Heroes versus Villains. I know he played again, but he was, like, voted out right away, and it didn't really matter. Um, those two seasons, I think, are the break, which works out really well. You have Russell coming in Samoa, introduces a brand new, not really brand new, but a so much more extreme way of playing the game strategically. Um... And then you have heroes versus villains where it's all returning heroes and villains, like really fan favorite people. Uh, And he goes on to dominate that game as well. Uh, It's just really, really, I think that those two seasons are where the divide happens. After that, I think it moved on to where it really did become strategy is like the most important aspect of the game, or at least that's what it like. I think especially from like a filming standpoint, that was what Survivor became focused on. Was it was the strategy, the blind side, all that kind of stuff. I think that's where all of a sudden Survivor switched from being, oh, really cool like adventure show where people go out on an island, they do challenges, all the fun stuff like that. And moved to, wow, Survivor is really like really is about the strategy. Um, so yeah, in my book, I think the divide between old school and new soul. New school happened because of Russell Hance. I think it's because of the way he played the game. Um, yeah, I think I think that's where the divide is. Uh, if you think differently, let us know. If you think old school and new school is divided somewhere else, let us know. I personally believe that the biggest change 
of just how the game was viewed and played happened because of Russell Hans. So, if you want to, uh, if you disagree, let us know on our Instagram, at the Jury Podcast. If you agree, let us know as well. If you could break down Survivor into different eras, how would you do it? Let us know. That'd be really interesting to see. Um, but now, I'm just going to wrap up here real quick. Um, and I'm going to talk about uh, Survivor Fantasy. We got an update. I know Ben said he's probably completely out of it. He is not, actually. Um, ben is at, sitting at 60 points right now in third place. And because Wendell is on my team and he got voted out, uh, I lost uh, several points. Um, so me and Tanel are actually tied at 69 points. And um, Tyson was the big scorer this week because he won his way back into the game. Uh, and he also bought a, uh, a an advantage. Um, buying an advantage earns you one point. So he got six points. It was five points for making back in, one for buying the advantage. So Tyson was the big scorer for this week in Fantasy Survivor. And that is how it is shaking out. The gap has narrowed. Me and Tanel are tied at 69, and Ben is at 60. He's only nine points behind. Um, and I guess now I need to give my guess. Uh, and like I said earlier, it's really hard to know. Um, you know, I'm just going to cover myself here. I don't like Adam. I want Adam to go, and Adam's on my team. So if he's going to go, I might as well get some points for it. So I am just going to vote Adam. That is my pick for next week. Well, there you go, folks. Thanks for listening once again to the Jury Podcast. Thank you again to Aaron for joining to now and being a special guest host with us on the podcast. We love having you. We love your takes. It's fantastic. Uh, folks, as always, if you want to reach out to us, Hit us up on Instagram at The Jury Podcast. We can feature you on Shreemail. Have a great rest of your day, folks. Stay safe out there with everything happening in this world. We'll see you next week. The Jury. Outwit. Outplay. Outpodcast.